Whoa, hello, whoa, I don't know why I said whoa, I don't know what I was trying to say there. Hello, I was trying to say hello and welcome at the same time, it just came out as whoa. Wow. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome to episode 521 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring and as always I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everybody. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. Hello, hello one and all. We hope you have recovered from Christmas and New Year. Welcome to January. Um, coming up on this week's show, got a few things for you. Um, we've got, um, as, as, uh, Noel called it on our chat earlier, death pool, the pool that eats, I think he called it. Um, <laughs> just that, that message you sent after you watched it, I read it at literally as we were walking out of it and it was, I had a good old chuckle, didn't I? You did, yeah. We, yeah, really we will talk that. about that message um when we cover uh night swim um aka i hope kerry conran or uh, condon has got some back end on that motherfucker um yeah um okay we're also going to be covering uh the andes playing grass drama they've done another one uh this time it is the spanish submission for best foreign language uh film at the oscars we're going to be doing society of the snow and a catch-up film uh, a catch-up review jesus fucking christ ian a catch-up review of the word of mouth hit which looks to have made more money in the us this weekend than it did last weekend when does that happen anymore um anyone but you uh i think yeah that's that's it isn't it yes yeah, yeah. we're gonna do priscilla but we've not quite got to it yet have we no exactly yeah exactly that right so um we'll also have uh i think some news uh there's at least one trailer if memory serves um <laughs> we've got so, there's been so few trailers that no they have but there's definitely been one there's definitely been one yeah it i want to say it was hot yeah okay it was a horror one i know what it was yeah um and uh, we got some what we've been up to. We got some Twitter questions, blah, blah, blah. You know, the huge. Uh, we are a pod syndicate podcast, so please do listen to like-minded shows such as Chinstroker vs. Punter, The Rewatch Project, um, 
uh, and uh, gaming landfill and uh, others. And uh, there we go. So, um, in terms of news, um, it's the Golden Globes tonight as we record. We don't know how that's gone. Um, Taraji P. Hansen um, is very insistent, well, was very insistent on the colour purple that um, she and the other cast be driven to set. Um, Which I'm just, I don't want to talk about it much. But on Deadline.com, literally this morning, I was looking on it and there was a headline that said, Taraji P. Henson thought to have drivers take the colour purple cars to set. Quote, they gave us rental cars. Now, the the, the stuff behind it, you know, Taraji P. Henson has been talking about her time on the TV show Empire and how how she had to fight to be like paid equally and how this is kind of uh this is the black experience in hollywood um i do i do wonder how happy her people will have been with deadline putting that as the headline because holy fucking shit does that look like some hollywood dickhead bullshit uh but that's a bad headline a little bit of of was she really this much of a dickhead in the interview? Yeah, she was. Put that in the fucking quote in the headline. Then. Yeah, I, I, it, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I do wonder with deadlines sometimes. I mean, I get it. It's for like Hollywood, but I do wonder whether they realise that people outside of Hollywood can access their website as well. <laughs> um, it's like I, some of their box office analysis, some of the fucking bollocks that they talk about in that is is breathtaking but yeah taraji p hansen cool man and even though it was the fact that she said like she said that her driving was an insurance liability because in atlanta like people get robbed out of their cars um i mean the, the wonderful comment on atlanta you know yeah, it, I, it may I, be true I it may not be you, i don't know uh, that, that tyler perry there was going what the Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Do you, know I, how, I, do you know how many fucking movies get filmed in Atlanta because of me? There was something as well about in, the, in the news about Colour Purple, about some, some rapper had walked out of seeing it with his daughter because of the... Um, uh, like, um, the same-sex relationship um, suggestions that were in it about... Uh, the the main character and and the and Shug Avery and it's like that's that's in the book I'm sure that's in the book like I've read the book and I'm sure that's in the book it might not be in the Whoopi Goldberg movie but it's in the book it it's an interesting one that because I mean what pop, I will pop, say there sorry oh go on. no no please is rap and homosexuality don't have a good history. No, but I, what I'm saying is, like, it, there'll be people, like, going to see this thinking that it's just a, a modernisation and a musicalization of the Whoopi Goldberg movie rather than a readaptation of the book. I don't think people have a fucking clue what's but going it's a on book. here. Yeah, well, yeah, same, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, same. I don't, I don't want to see it because I feel like it'll wreck my head. <laughs> Why the run, the runtime really bothers me on that film. Yeah, two hours twenty, and it is wow. 
bombing like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's it's interesting that because it did really well on Christmas Day, but then it turns out that apparently that was a lot of Christian groups basically like <laughs> block booking tickets to go and see it on Christmas Day because like seeing films on Christmas Day in the US is a thing. A thing, yeah. Um, and yeah, but like, so it made like fourteen million just on Christmas Day alone. And it's now the 7th of January, and I think its total cume is around about 60. Yeah, uh, just over 55, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that... You know, that that's not that's not great. It's going to need... On, on a like, 100 million budget, no. No, it's going to need Oscar nominations. And also, worldwide, it's probably not going to do that much. Even yeah. with Oscar nominations, being honest. Yeah. But um, we'll 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 see. Like I say, the runtime kind of puts me off. That's one where if it doesn't end up getting much in the way of Oscar nominations, I could see me not watching it. I'm not going to do that thing that I did a few years back where I watched every single Oscar nominated movie because that was fucking insane. It was a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. um, uh, but um, yeah, there there we are. And I, oh, even though to be fair, I think that was a COVID year. I feel like I you were giving it... off a real Charlie Day in front of his whiteboard energy that year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, and I, uh, what you know, and I did an article for um, something at the time. I can't even remember what it was. What it was for now? It was Pod Syndicate, I think. And um, I think it maybe got like a dozen views, and it was like, right, that was worth it. Um, so hey, uh, there we are. Um, so I think that's probably that's probably probably broadly it. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look on the Hollywood Reporter and see if I'm um, missing anything. Yeah, it 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 does seem like like everyone has taken Christmas off. Yeah, it's kind it, of quite nice. I'm all right yeah. with that. Yeah. God fucking hell! Halle Bailey's had a kid. How old's she? Ariel. Yeah. Isn't she in? Um... Yeah, she's in the Color Purple. Twenty-three. Oh, all right. All right. Older than I thought. I fucking out. I'm looking at a, a picture of her and her partner on the Hollywood Reporter now. They literally look like they're going to prom. She's from Atlanta, so I'm guessing the baby has already been stolen out of the car. <laughs> fucking hell. Fuck. Just to be very clear, that is in reaction to Taraji P. Henson. <laughs> it's not something that Mark just came out with off up the cuff. Um. Fucking hell, Mark. Good job. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, there we are. So, uh, congratulations, Halle Berry, Bailey and r- rapper boyfriend DDG. Was he the guy who left? <laughs> who left the screening of it? Maybe. <laughs> uh, they, they've called their, their they've called their son Halo. Um, oh, gosh. And uh, the, their daughter will be called Master Chief. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. The thing is, would you put it past them? I, I just like he's he's doing a fucking rap to uh, like the the Halo theme tune as the the child is emerging. <laughs> da, 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 da. Sorry. Um. Uh. Sorry. Bear with me. Two ticks. Um. Uh. Oh, fuck. Uh, yes to all. There we are. Sorry, uh, Donna is just texting me uh, Lottie birthday party dates. Um, sorry. Right, trailers. So, I know there's one. There's one, yeah. Right, uh, okay. I'm trying to think if we, if we saw any of the cinema that were different. 
but we didn't, did we? I think we did. Hang on. Did we? We did. Um, give me a minute. We keep seeing the Madam Web one, don't we? Yeah. Madame I haven't seen that in the cinema at all. Oh, every time we go at the moment. It's yeah. No, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, but the, the annoying thing was, one day there was that, and then there was something else after it that had yeah, exactly the same, same Billie Eilish song yeah. in it. Oh, it was the Mean Girls trailer we saw. Oh, um, my God. It, it just looks yeah. horrific. I'm yeah. really, really glad Lottie's not old enough to want to watch that. It just... it. The thing is, Mean Girls worked. Against all the odds, Mean Girls worked. Mean Girls, the... We're not. We're trying desperately to not tell you it's a musical, a la Wonka. Mm. Um, just it, it. It looks fucking awful. It looks like everything Mean Girls is not supposed to be. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks awful. It looks just generic, cheesy as fuck, and just yeah, yeah, generic. Um, I think that was the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, just. If you called it horrible bitches and slapped an asylum sticker on it, I don't think people would realise. If if it was not another Mean Girls, and it was supposed to be a parody of Mean Girls, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. No. It's Tina Fey going, oh, I can get more milk out of this. Mm. Mm. Looks shit. I don't think it's Tina Fey going, I need a hit. Um, anyway, I don't know. But I just feel like... She, that was weird when she was in a haunting in Venice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. She's, uh, she's alright, isn't it? Yeah, yeah she's alright. Yeah. Because um, she's kind of playing a prick. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, trailer. The first Omen. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if it's going to be 90 minutes of hot nun gets seduced into fucking the devil, I think I'm in. I'm in. I like this trailer. Yeah, it's a good like trailer. The, vibe. the thing is, I was watching that going... Do you know what? That looks more interesting than every current modern kind of reimagining of a classic horror that we've had mm. that just looked boring. Yeah. This actually looks like it's something a little bit daring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it might just be a good trailer cutter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, sorry, Donna's texting me again. So sorry. Who, who, is um, who is it that's making it? Is it anyone? Is it anyone that we should know? Uh, no. Um, who who is it then? Director Arkasha Stevenson. Yep. Um. Never ever. Yeah, really, really not done much about it. Like TV director, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, one episode of Legion did a short called Vessels in 2015. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, how how does that happen? Okay, six episodes of Channel Zero. Why do I know why do I think I know what Channel Zero was? Channel Zero hard. There's a psychic. Channel Zero, I've banged on about that before. Ah, oh, blah. <laughs> just saw the words creepy and pasta and decided to just blur Some past it. There's good shit in there, to be fair. Ah, oh, I bet there isn't. There is. Mm. It's, uh. Depends one she did, but. That's odd that, yeah. But fair enough, it's a fucking good trailer. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Yeah, good, good luck to her. Just, yeah, good. I don't know. Does some horror TV, gets to do the Omen prequel, sure. Um, <laughs> no, I know. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there we are. So, talking of uh, talking of horror, let's uh, let's take a night swim. Go on. Let's take a night swim. I want to talk ball. night swim. Sorry? In the death pool of the pool that De eats people. Death pool, the pool that eats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, huh. The IMDB synopsis for this is not right. <laughs> this is why I love IMDB, IMDB synopsis, because they are often just... Like, 7 out of 10, they're, they're pretty much spot on. 2 out of 10, they're a little bit like... That, not really. They, it, it, one in every 10, you're like, that's not the film. <laughs> yeah, uh, but okay. So it's uh, directed by Bryce McGuire, also co-writer. Wrote it based off of the short film uh, made by him and co-writer of the film Rod Blackhurst. Stars Wyatt Russell, Kerry Condon, Amelie Hoefully, and Gab uh, Gavin Warren. Um, okay, and IMDb describes one of the scenes: a woman swimming in a pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. It's not quite that. Nope. So, Wyatt Russell is a baseball player who has been diagnosed with MS and he is uh, basically trying to manage the symptoms and he kind of dreams of getting back to the big time. Uh, he and his uh, wife, Kerry Condon, played by Kerry Condon. His wife is not Kerry Condon. It, it, she's played by Kerry Condon. <laughs> um, uh, they buy a house that's got a pool in the back and the pool... Uh, appears to make him start getting better, uh, but uh, everybody else in the house doesn't like that pool. Do you know why? Because that pool is a fucking bell end. The pool is a fucking bell end. <laughs> Becky, what do you think of Night Swim? I actually really, really enjoyed Night Swim. I was a bit dubious because, like, the whole like haunted pool thing could have gone real cheesy um but i think it gave real good um old school horror vibes i likened it to to mark as having a real amityville vibe to it um with the whole the dad gets taken in by the evil presence kind of thing um and yeah do you know what that that one kid was lame he didn't have an awful lot going for him. Maybe sacrifice him. Help everyone else. I feel like oh. Dad was right there. Wyatt had it down. Yeah, he wasn't possessed at that point. No, he was just like, look. So he's like, look, Is. You met Elliot. He's kind of like... Shit, he? He's got no friends. He's shit at baseball. Let's yeah. just fucking... You're really good at swimming. Your mum's really good at 
everything. And I'm I'm a really good baseball player when I'm not like poorly. So if we just give him Elliot, yeah, because he's shit. He's real small. He's real small. <laughs> he's got shit hair. He's got no friends. He's doing a real weird, creepy bar in that one episode where he can't go in the pool. Oh yeah. Thing. God, you do. Was that actually an intentional reference to that episode of The Simpsons <laughs> more than a reference to Rear Window? I think so. I think so, You, yeah. you leaned up to me and you went, that's real creepy. And I was like, Bart Simpson. That's really funny, Becky. So yeah, Elliot can get to fuck. <laughs> I was actually really sad that in the end the pool took wire instead of that kid. Uh, Okay, that that is a take. It's a good. It yes, is a I really solid like the film. Take. It's very good. Nice. Um, very good we'll, we'll, as well. We'll get into it more, Mark. What do you think? It, it's it's a really. <laughs> Sorry, it's, guys. it's a really tense film. Yeah. Like it does it does tension really well, it, but by repeating like the same bit over and over again, but you're still going, oh, fucking hell, something's gonna happen. Some <laughs> shit's gonna happen. Don't just just don't go in the pool. Why do people go in the pool that much at night? And then you watch it going, I oh, bet it's great going for a swim at night, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you watch the trailer and you're like, well, you just wouldn't go in on a night. But then you're watching the film and you're like, I definitely would go in that pool on a night. Yeah. How many times when you're on a holiday do you walk by the pool and go, oh, why is that fucking closed yeah, now? Yeah. I could go on a swim for a swim right now. Especially if it's like heated by geothermal springs and it's warm on a night. You'd yeah. definitely want to go in there, wouldn't you? Yeah, and so, yeah, it's... It's helped by the fact that it's got Wyatt Russell and Kerry Condon in the mm. lead roles, mm. having two like quite established and good, very good actors and good screen presences um, within that. I, I certainly think helps it. If it was just like, if it was skin jobs, if it was actors that you would normally expect to make a film yeah. like Night Swim, yeah. um, then it it, it it might not. Mm. It might not quite feel that. If it was fucking, what's his name? If it was, let's say, Kate Bosworth and one of the fucking Amel brothers, you'd be a little bit more like, oh, fucking, this is a bit boring. Yeah. No, but it is, yeah, it's very carried by. Yeah. I think even the kid performances are really good in it. Apart from that Elliot kid, he can fucking drive. Well, no, because he plays wet quite well. Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, physically wet or like emotionally wet. I'm speaking that myself. Uh, both. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, I had a good time with it. What do you think, Ian? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think we're free for free here, to be honest. I mean, it, it's... Uh, I, I, it, it, the third act in particular just made me think of like... It was like those American remakes of J-horrors that you'd get like mm. around the late noughties, early teens. Like Jessica Alba doing the eye or something like yeah. that. Except good. It, it's not, yeah, A, it's good, and B, that J-horror didn't actually exist. Like it, But it feels, it does feel um, influenced by like Dark Water and Ring, as, as well as the Amityville Horror and The Shining. Yeah, and you, you know, and like the, the, the bit with the old woman where like she turns around, she's smiling and the black shit's coming out of her eyes and whatnot, you know, like, which is, which is great. You know, I mean that, and the thing is, it, it you know, I've seen a lot of people like scoffing at it going, well, what the fuck? It's like, do you know what? Ring 
It's about a videotape. If you watch it, you get a phone call saying you're going to die in seven days. That's fucking dumb as well, isn't it? If yeah. you actually think about it. But th- That's fucking retarded. Good Sorry, horror kind that, of is but... dumb. You know, it, it, it's it, it, it's almost like like when people say, oh, do you know what's great? When, 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 and it, it's a personal bugbear for me. When people say that a film's really ambitious, so it's high concept. Mm. Yeah, you'd well, hate that, don't you? Fucking yeah. low concept is a good thing. There's a pool, right? Yeah. What's a pool? It's haunted. Oh, so what happens? It's just fucking haunted, mate. It's but right, Melland. No, but no. Because, like, they could have just gone, well, someone died here, so it's haunted. It's not that. No. It's, it's an ancient spring that's, like, it takes life to give life. Yeah. Like, it's got mythology there. It's got its own mythology. Like, and it's not stupid but mythology. I think like, it is, because there is... Um, there is like a big thing in there in in um, in J horror and in um, in Asian horror mm. writing and everything it is like often uh, related to water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there's yeah. like a whole thing about. It. I think I remember like about it must be about ten years ago. I'm fairly certain that Kermo did a uh, a Radio Four documentary about it once, right. talking just about or maybe from one of his books. I don't know about like the, 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 the about that. So it is it is quite cool the fact that this it is very like you said there Ian, it is very reminiscent of of it that is, kind yeah. of, of horror and vibe wise as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, do you know what? It could have just gone. Some kid died here. It's haunted. And it didn't. It went beyond that and, and came up with like. It came up with its own mythology. Well, you were thinking when they were saying, you know, the, oh, it, 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 it's it's from a spring and it geothermal. You we were thinking, well, how's that going to come back later? Yeah. Oh, it fucking does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That guy, by the way, <laughs> like the the pool guy, he's in it for what, like a couple of minutes? <laughs> he makes a mark though, doesn't he? Yeah, he like does. I kind of wanted him to come back again. <laughs> yeah, it's a sage old wise man. Absolutely. But and, I mean, this, this is the thing as well. And, you know, it's like the the... the genius of Blumhouse is the way that they're able to get actors that are way too good for this shit because they're like look we're gonna pay you fuck all but when this makes a shitload of money you're gonna make a shitload of money mm. and I bet that's what they've done with Russell and Condon here because oh, yeah you know, Kerry Condon is coming off of a fucking Oscar nomination for the Banshees of Inishirin like she was one of like the last Oscar season's big like where the fuck did she come from and now she's doing Night Swim with a really good American accent. Yep. Mm. And like genuinely pulls off being the mum who's like like absolutely fine on the surface and kind of like kicking her legs about like a swan under the surface. You know, like like that whole kind of like having to be good at everything kind of thing. I think she mm. she plays that well. What you know, and Wyatt Russell as well. I mean, he has to pull off lines like that pool is the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he does. And Kerry Condon's reaction to that, she pulls that off as well. I mean, God, and that bit as well where, like, the the therapist is, like, the physiotherapist or whatever is like, you've gotten way better. Like, you know, what's happened? And he just looks at her and smiles and goes, we have a pool. Yeah, and it, it's that just, is good, yeah. I, I mean, it's great. Man, if this was two degrees either to the left or right, it you'd be pissing yourself. Oh yeah, it's I, it's it, it knows what it is. But again, that's why I think it works because they are 
they both know that this is a little bit silly, but they're not playing it over like absolutely deadpan fucking serious. But they're also not taking the yeah. piss. Yeah, they're playing it. It, it, it feels yeah, exactly right. Okay, yeah. It feels quite natural. Mm. Mm. It, it's like. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think any of the jump scares particularly worked for me. And, no. like, the, the, you know, the kind of, like, there was a bit where, like, something came out uh, behind her and it just kind of looked like the bit where um, Bilbo goes all golemy in The Lord of the Rings for a second. Was that you... the bit where I leaned over to you and went, I'm all grey! <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, it's... Yeah, yeah it's that, a bit that, I kind of think the budget kind of, like, played at that point but at the same time there's a lot of shit that at least looks like it was filmed underwater and it's very evocative as well like just where like she's sw- like she's swimming down to like get the kid towards the end yeah. and it just looks like it's like the ocean like it's just so <laughs> deep when you and looked I, at me and went pulls deep as fuck <laughs> but i mean it just like it's got that whole kind of <laughs> surreal kind of like again it doesn't make any sense but just vibe with it yeah that's kind it of thing. It, it, that's it you've got to be investing if you want to the thing is, it's one of those ones if you if you want to be snide and pick holes in it and go well why would the pool be that deep it's like what why would it's the pool be fucking hot if you dickhead yeah 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 look i mean it don't don't get me wrong. I mean, like you know, it's not one of the great films of the year. Uh, 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 but I don't necessarily agree with you there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, okay, okay. Of okay. <laughs> I, oh, of this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's. I mean, it might I, be so far. I think it's, it's a good start deep, for horror. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Solid. Big screen horror. Like it opened to twelve million in the US. I think it cost fifteen. It's gonna do well and i think wyatt russell and kerry condon are gonna get some very nice back end out of it and good mm. for them mm. yeah i was pleasantly pleasantly surprised by it could, could have been like you say inch to the left inch to the right it could have not worked but it, it just it, it skates that line really well well i, I think Bloomhouse now are looking at this and going we like that first week in january <laughs> mm-hmm we like that first week in January. I guarantee there's going to be a, bl- a Bloom House come out that first week in January. For the next few years. For the next few years. Mm. Because they did Mathregan last year, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and then Night's Win this year. They'll, they'll, they'll throw I mean, one of that. this is very definitely better than Mathregan. It's better than Mathregan, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Mathregan 2, I think, is January next year. It's January year. next year, yeah. Mathugan. Um, but... It's, I, like you said, there's no jump scare that actually gets you to go fuck. No. But there's a lot of there's a lot of you watching going, don't put your don't put your hand down there. Don't put your yeah. hand down there. There's no real scary bit, but the entirety of it's the story is creepy it, as fuck. It, and it's and it's grim as well. You know, like that first scene, fucking what, like eight nine year old kid dies. You know, and and just like the revelation later on that it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, the mum just fucking let her. Yeah, when she locks that door and keeps her fucking Tommy locked away. Oh my god! Even yeah. though I, and I, I I did like that. Um, she says like, oh, he doesn't um, he he, he doesn't uh, visit as often as often as I would like. Yeah, I fucking bet if he <laughs> if he knows that you're. Like you, sacrificed like you, you sacrificed your daughter for him. I bet he doesn't visit that often. Because <laughs> yeah. you're um, fucking nuts. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, I, I just I thought that was a that was a great twist on the like the expectation that scene as well. 
you know, where you think she's just going to be like trauma, too traumatized to talk about it or something. And well, she's just denying her existence at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, he's an only child. Is Are you like, sure? I mean, it's going to this kind of look going. Um, not really. But how would you play that in that scenario? <laughs> uh, you're, you're lying, though. <laughs> yep. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not shit. Really, definitely not yeah, shit. Really solid. Yeah. Really good start to the year for horror. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, this is the sort of horror film where people should be saying, oh, <coughs> it's 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 the first great horror of the year. Mm. But it won't. It'll be some fucking bland as fuck thing about trauma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. not shit from me. Yeah, our audience poll was... I'll just get to it. Once I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. Definitely not shit. Twenty five percent and shit seventy five percent. Okay, so people don't agree with us. Mm. Fucking mm. losers. I mean, it got a C cinema score in the US as well. It does seem like people don't like it. I know the um the guy who wrote the the review for Empire was like, I think I've got one of the only positive takes out there on this, but I liked it, and I think he gave it like a four out of five. You know, fair you know fair play. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it, it's decent. It it'll be, it'll. I think it'll find a nice little audience when it comes out on on VOD in like February. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's talk. Once I get the IMDb up. Anyone but you. Which has yes. got a better IMDb summary. Directed by Will Gluck, starring Sydney Sweeney, the mumbly girl who looks like she has a secret. Glenn Powell, Alexandra Ship, Mia Artemis, Nat Buchanan, lo- lots of people. Uh, fucking Dermot Moroni and Rachel Griffiths are in it. Uh, there you go. There's some people as well. Um, so, after an amazing first date, Bea and Ben's fiery attraction turns ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly reunited at a destination wedding in Australia. So they do what any two ma, and then it won't let me read the rest. So that's where we're going to leave it. Oh, no. Uh, mature adults would do pretend to be a couple. There you go. Um, Mark. Yes. Anyone but you. Yes. You, uh, you liked this, didn't you? Fucking loved it. I genuinely loved every fucking second. I was a little bit, like, worried. Going in. Really? Because I was. Because I am the target audience for this. Mm. And I worried because we'd watched um, When Harry Met Sally, haven't we? Literally like the day before. Yes. Um, and I was like, have I made a mistake in watching the best rom-com of all time? To then follow it with, you know, a new... The film that has kind of been pushed as, look, can we have rom-coms back, please? Um, mm. than that but and I was a little bit because I, I, I'd not really seen Sydney Sweeney in anything and people seem to be a bit marmite on her yeah uh, but then then you had the bathroom the uh, bathroom scene in the uh, coffee shop and I was like alright yeah I'm, I'm, I'm alright with this she seems like she can send herself up a little bit yeah. And um, um, I'm down with this. And I just had a great time with the whole thing. It is, it's 
I, the screenplay is paper thin. Um, it relies on the um, it relies on you enjoying them as as a as a duo, and it, it ticks all the boxes of what this type of rom com should do. It's frothy. It's fun. It's almost all set during the day, and it's two very attractive people bumping into each other a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some fucking, some absolutely <laughs> brilliant fucking lines, including one that I laughed and and just probably too much at, and then realised that nobody else was laughing. I need to know what this line is. You've you've previewed that um take with me. So you know, know when they're swimming out to the boat. Oh yes, this is a good one. And he, I told his about it as well, and she was like. Yeah, do you know what? That's that's fucking funny as hell. And, and, and he can't quite keep up with her, and she's like, "What? What's going on? I thought you did like a billion fucking push-ups a day." Look at you, you're like super fit. And, and he goes, he goes, he goes, I, and he's like, I, "I can bench somewhere. And she goes, "Oh my god!" I just don't do cardio, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're a hot girl." Your hot girl fit fucking killed me. Yeah, because it's so a thing. Your hot girl fit just absolutely just. I laughed way too much in an incredibly busy <laughs> screening, and I think a lot of people were there going, "What is that idiot laughing at?" Hot girl fit and real life fit is two it, totally different yeah, things. It is, yeah, yeah. it is. But it, it, I think part of the reason I why I, I laughed at that is because it's a truth, and because when I went to when I joined Pure Gym, um, and I had like a tour around it, <laughs> um, and the. The, the personal trainer who was doing the tour around it, there was like four of us in this like tour around it. So I said, oh, so what are your, what are your fitness goals? And asked and like, it came to me last and everyone had gone, oh, I want to get fit. And I, I just went, I just want to look hot and naked. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me with this, this look of like, of disgust at my honesty. And I was like, what? I'm pretty sure everybody here just wants to look fucking hot and naked. I'm, 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 am I the only person saying it? Did anyone back you up? No, no. And I was like, I thought, I have just said the fucking quiet bit out loud. And everybody is judging me, but I am the only honest person in here. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a great time, but I, thoroughly, I absolutely admit that getting me to like this film was not that difficult. The low-hanging fruit here. I, 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 I was... All you had to do was tick a couple of boxes. And I was like, I'm sold. Fucking sold. But I had a great time. Very good. Bex? Uh, similar, but to a lesser extent, I would say. Um, rom-coms are, are not my... I am not the target demographic. It's not something that I find hugely charming. But going on a cold fucking December day to watch two beautiful people be beautiful in sunny climes was a definite escapist balm for the soul yeah um the story itself sweet sweet i, I never looked like that that man's made out of cobbles <laughs> <laughs> that is good um the story itself doesn't necessarily hang well it doesn't feel hugely realistic but it's 
sunny and there's beautiful people in not many clothes. So it's, do you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm fine. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not one of the greats when it comes to rom coms. But it's it's, it's up tier. I'm not saying it's top tier. Not top tier. I wouldn't necessarily. If there's something between top tier and whatever this is, that that's probably it. It's probably like two down from top tier for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So, oh, go sneeze. Excuse me, sorry. Thank you, thank you. Cheers, guys. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I, I agree. It's not like a top tier rom com, but at the same time, it is very nice to see a rom com actually on the big screen, because it doesn't happen often. Mm. Um, you know, it's set in these days, which is, I mean, this film, like. If it was released in like the early noughties, like it already would have made over a hundred million dollars in the US. You know, it it like it'd be really on its way. Um, I think the 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 comments about the screenplay and kind of like the general structure about it. I think yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end, like there's a bit where the the ex of Sydney, that like the two exes yeah. like kiss, and it's you know there's. And there's a moment where they kind of like they're on that ship and they look at each other, don't say anything and walk off. And it's like, mm. there's some material on the cutting room floor here. Um, and I feel like there's a two, two and a quarter hour version of this, which really fleshes everything out. Like the fact as well that the ex's boyfriend, the Australian guy, the way he's just around and then she's like, yeah, I've done to him. It wasn't really working out again. Really? <laughs> it's, it's very much like he's gone. It's like, yeah, I, it, it's, I you know, the, the Sydney. I quite enjoyed his energy. He seemed really like the, the ridiculousness of when he was swimming and it was just like sped up so he was unbelievably quick. I mean, he was mm. hella quick, though. <laughs> but, but it was just fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, that's the thing. I thought it was light and I thought it was breezy. Sydney Sweeney's a really interesting presence. Um, I'm just I'm glad that sub quiet MVP Brian Brown just calls out in the film mumbly girl that looks like she's got a secret. Yeah, you know, <laughs> where, because somebody I I heard somebody say that it sounds like she's literally just heard the lines twenty seconds before they they say action, and there is a bit of that to her, but. It's almost like, but that's just her. That's not like her. That's not her acting. It's just what she seems to be. I don't like. I've never seen Euphoria, so I and I haven't watched Reality that that film she was in a year or two back. So I really have no frame of reference for Sydney Sweeney. But I'm assuming this is just how she's going to talk in Madam Web as well. Yeah. I think that's just—it's just her thing. Um, I mean, I like the fact that she did, that she was also a producer on this. It, it, yeah, she very much she was the driving force behind this film getting made. I mean, she's decent in Nocturne, from what I remember. Um, um, and she's in that Voyeurs. Did none of us watch the Voyeurs? I've not watched that yet. I will be watching it because, yeah, I, I, I'm all in on the Sydney Sweet thing. I think she was fucking incredibly charming in this and fun. 
But yeah, I, um, yeah. I watched Nocturne, but out of the corner of my eye, and she, I, I seem to remember her being pretty good in that. I don't remember the film that well because it's from a few years back. But um, yeah, but but I also like the fact I've seen like a few interviews with her uh, around this and the bits of press bits, mm. and it's been she's been quite fun. Like the, the when she shot down the um, oh, do, do 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 you think it was quite exploitative? You know. The way that you were in the uh, the recent Rolling Stones video, and she's like, "What are you on about?" And it was like, you know, it was quite exploitative. You know, you were in a, a music video with you know these old music. She's like, do you think I didn't know what was going on? <laughs> it, what are you on about? I love that she's in the remake for Barbarella. And as well, and then they carried oh, on and she just went, "Can I just stop you before you continue digging a hole for yourself?" <laughs> like, I like being. This. This. Mm. This is cool. It's really nice being this. I'm not always going to be this. So I enjoy being this. Mm. It It is interesting because it's like her upbringing as well. Like she got some shit last year because like she posted some stuff on Instagram at like a family party and somebody had a MAGA hat on. Mm. Like it doesn't. It feels like she doesn't come from what you generally consider to be young Hollywood actor background. Yeah. And I think that that kind of just like, not like potential spikiness, but also maybe just being a little bit more real than other people in that kind of situation, I think is, is yeah, I I mean, like, believe me, I'm not a massive fan of Republicans and whatnot, but I think there is maybe space for, you know, young actors who are, center left and center right and that that be okay mm. you know i'd i'd much rather have that than a, a, a lot of folks solely from like a hard left uh point of view as much well not as much as a hard right point of view if i'm being honest but almost as much as and sydney sweeney it kind of feels like maybe there are a few more shades of gray in that that people need to get comfortable with with her um, and, but that's nothing to do with this film. Like it, it's, uh, yeah, I think she's a good presence. The fact that she's producer, not executive producer, but producer of this film in her early twenties, is really cool. That's very promising to see what she, what she can do in the future with that kind of thing. Mm. Um, I I yeah. mentioned a, mentioned this film to Isabel actually while she was back, and she was saying. Uh, it looks alright and everything, but apart from Sydney Sweeney, I was like, I thought you liked Sydney Sweeney. She was in that Euphoria that you liked. And she's like, yeah, but she's like a real bad dickhead. And I asked her to expand on it, and she um, she says that she's a dirty homewrecker who um, cheated with Glenn Powell on his partner. Yeah, but that's nonsense. During production of this movie, and that she's a trumper. Which she's not a trumper. She's not a Trump, but she's quite. She's been. She's. She's kind of been very much like. Look, I'm, I'm not going to not speak to my family because some of them don't share my views. And the whole. She was commenting about the whole thing and saying, you know, the whole like me and Glenn Powell thing, having a relationship. I just kind of brushed that off, but it really affected like his personal life, mm. and it was really hard on him, and mm. that's why it pissed me off. I'm just saying what the perception is with like the kids. Yeah, the kids it's are just... stupid. Yeah. There is still, at time of speaking, a some a, a delineation between Republican and Trumper. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. That 
is going to disappear very soon. It, that, it, that is shrinking, but that yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, and that's getting into that's getting into a whole thing. But you know, there are other Republicans who are not great. They're not Trump, but I, I don't know. It's it's a really it's getting into the politics of it all. Like you know, but. It's just like Sydney Sweeney's family. She can't help the family she has. Even if Sydney Sweeney's a Republican, it doesn't necessarily make her a bad person. It makes her definitely a person with different views from a lot of people in her industry. Mm. But it doesn't. It doesn't absolutely make her a bad person. If she came out and said, "I'm supporting Trump," then you know that's where I or um uh a fucking Vic that other guy Vikesh whatever his name is who's awful as well mm. um, if you come out and supported one of the bad dickheads <laughs> I need to I need to get that guy's name now this is doing my nut um, it's not Vikesh ah uh, uh, fuck uh, Republican presidential candidates here we go sorry this is really going to bother me I'll just be a second <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, like Ron DeSantis, obviously. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, oh, that oh, fucker. Um, yeah, God, he's thirty-eight. God, that's depressing. But you know, so but anyway, Sydney Sweeney decent in this. Glenn Powell better, in in my opinion. Yeah, he's, but he's, he's very good at. He's very good at hot idiot. Yeah, I really yeah. love the fact that Natasha Bedingfield has had very, very little cultural impact apart from that one song that just comes back and back and back I, every few years. I, I, I almost agree with you, apart from the fact that I hate that song no, so don't much. Do you find it amusing though that it's just a thing? But, it, but it's a terrible song. And it's like, what does he call it? Is not comfort song, like his support song. So, or something? Some night, something else than that. Safety song, I think it is. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Even even though I I do, I I prefer the fact that murder on the dance floor is suddenly a thing again. That's fucking funny. I, what 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 I do find amusing is the fact that you've got up that there's this current trend of wealthy people dancing around their house to murder on the dance floor as like a trend thing. And you watch it going, God, really? you did not understand that film mm. at all, did you? You absolute idiots. Yeah. It's so... The life that Saltburn's taken on is really interesting. Like, the cinema release and then quite quickly on Prime over Christmas was idea. a good combo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was. And making it almost like a... Like... like a dare to watch it with your family. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. A- a- about that. Yeah. It-, it has kind of been a thing. <laughs> it's it's funny and it's fun. I know you didn't like it, Becky, because mm. you don't like fun. Um, but it's, it's, it's an awful lot of fun, that film. I just, I think I like it for reasons Emerald Fennell that may not intend on. I don't know. Maybe she does, I maybe mean, she doesn't. I watched that, is it... Is it Variety that do the, that that series where they have uh, them kind of directors on directors and shit and, and or... talking about it? You know the one yeah. where Taika Waititi made a complete tit of himself. 
Mm. Uh, her, I watched hers for um, for Saltburn, and it was really interesting. And you're going, oh, all right, fair enough. You, there, there's a lot more directorial in this film than going on than I I, I first kind of like noticed. Mm. But then also I was going. But I, I I think you think this is a little bit more serious than it is. <laughs> right. Uh, which I'm kind of cool with. Uh, I mean, it's just we we have a film where Parry Keegan drinks Jacob and Lordy's gummy bath water. <laughs> like, what a world. Yeah. And the fact that there's a, a cocktail bar somewhere doing uh, a cocktail called Jacob and Lordy's bath water. Oh, gross. Anyway, anyone but you. Um, yeah, I'm def- glad. Definitely yeah. not shit for me. Yeah, and I, I just—it's cool to see it do well in the cinema as well. Yeah, it's real refreshing to go see something at the cinema that's not a biggie. If that makes sense, it's just—it's—it's it's a bit of froth. It—it's cool to go and see this film at a cinema and it do well at a cinema and it not go straight to a streaming service mm. because. It's for as well as things like Barbie and Oppenheimer and bits like that doing inordinately well and amazing. This making money at a cinema is really good for A, cinemas, and B, for studios looking at it and going, do you know what? Maybe we should put it out. We can, we, we can put this next film, this next film that's similar to this, out in a cinema. Mm. Make a, make a good amount of money, and then while it's still in the consciousness of people, while people are still chatting about it, then bang, it, we can yeah. stick it on VOD. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I do think definitely for, for me, the time of year of its release, like walking into a cinema when it's cold and fucking icy rain outside to then go watch beautiful people in Australia in the sun was, was nice. Still think it should have released at uh, um, Valentine's. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. But I mean it just the fact that because it's released for the cinema as well, they actually put some money behind it. Cuz you you look at the Netflix and Amazon rom-coms now and they just they, they feel like they just don't have any budget to them. Like your place or mine that Ashton Kutcher and um <coughs> fucking uh god, who was who was the was it Reese Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon yeah. Yeah. That film just had no money paid whatsoever apart from the actors most likely whereas this it you know it looks like a film yeah it it was it was nice for will gluck to go back to what he's good at after annie and the peter rabbit movies hey peter rabbit 2's good i will take your word for it peter rabbit 2 is a very fun weirdly meta comment on the, the like the idea of doing Peter Rabbit as a like blockbuster for kids. Is James Corden involved in it in any way whatsoever? Yes, he I'll voices a it. character called Peter Rabbit. Yeah, I'll pass it. Yeah, he can just go and fucking die. Doesn't Margot Robbie also <laughs> narrate one of the characters? Yeah, she narrates him. Yeah, yeah. I might actually give those a fucking go though. The first one's not great. Don't get me wrong. The second one is. All right. No, I might give them a go at some point. Just Rose Byrne just... plays bloody Beatrix Potter basically in it, for fuck's sake. I mean, I've watched everything else he's done, including the 
the Annie film he made. Really? Yeah. What film? The Annie one. You know Annie, the Will Smith and oh, Jay- Annie. Smith, Smith, right. the Jay-Z. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. No, I've not seen that. Yeah, that that's old uh, Quavengine, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Cameron okay. Diaz. Yeah. Cool. Uh, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit, yeah. Uh, I had a, had a good, a real fucking good time with that film. Good stuff. Uh, what was our audience poll? Definite shit, forty-three percent. Touching cloth, fourteen percent. And our audience are miserable, forty-three percent. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Shit seems real harsh, but hey, all right, fine. Mark, Becky, what have you guys been up to? What have we been? Up, well, who, who wants to go for? Right. Well, I'm going to be. I'm going to go first for the simple fact that I'm not going to talk much about Society of Snow because I fell asleep. Didn't I? <laughs> Do not blame me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so full disclosure, didn't really watch all of Society of Snow because I was asleep. Okay. Well, let, let's do that as a bit of a what else we watched kind of thing later on. Then yeah, well, strap your fucking selves in, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> because because I because I have watched a lot. <laughs> Uh, I work with the ones that we watched together, Bex. We can cover those there. So after watching Ferrari, I decided to watch Le Mans 66, or Ford versus Ferrari, Mm -hmm. as it is called in different territories, uh, which is very confusing. Um, So I believe I watched this, I think on Boxing Day morning, which feels like a very Boxing Day... No, it wasn't. It was was New Year's Day morning. Yeah, it was, yeah. New Year's Day morning. Still feels like a New Year's Day morning watch as well, to be fair. Yeah. And it, but it but it is a great New Year's Day watch. You were still in bed, weren't you? Mm, I caught uh, the end of it. You caught the end of it, like the last ten minutes, didn't yeah. you? Um, but yeah, actually, so I, I came downstairs and I I actually started watching it um, as a lunch break watch at work. But then about ten minutes in, went nope, nope, I want to watch this properly. Properly, you know, big TV sat on New Year's Day morning. That that's gonna that's gonna be my New Year's Day little treat. The uh, Man Six Six is great. It's a really great movie. Um, it's two and a half hours of just actors really seeming like they're enjoying themselves in what is not a serious movie, but them acting not even that seriously about it, but. It's people doing their job really well. I can see why Michael Mann was originally going to make this movie. Um, and he's a producer on it because he owned the, the rights to the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, once you once you get past the fact that Christian Bale is very much doing the character's voice, so you've got set in, you know, in the middle of America in uh, the 60s. You've got this really thick brummy accent <laughs> is really quite fun that's there but it, it looks good it's tense it's um matt damon and christian bale having like a <laughs> having like a fight but like a really bad fight in the middle of uh, middle of the street at one point okay um the didn't catch that bit yeah it's fun it's a really good fun movie 
it, it falls in the category of this is a dad movie. Oh, okay. It's mm-hmm. very much a dad movie. And I, I enjoyed that about it. It's just good. It's just good filmmaking. You're not like a dad dad. No, I'm not like a dad dad. No. But I... But I, I a cool dad. I, I don't think I'm that far. <laughs> uh, but I had a good time with Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else is a dad movie that I watched? Uh, that I didn't have as good a time with? 13 Days. Which is a Roger Donaldson movie. <laughs> yeah, about that's the a daddest fuck movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, starring uh, Kevin Costner, Bruce Greenwood, Dylan Baker, and many other kind of character actors cropping up there. The thing is, I, I remember seeing this at the cinema, <coughs> really enjoying it, not watched it since, and it is two and a half hours long. And it is very much just, it's just a political drama slash thriller um, where... A lot of it is is people talking to each other, and I like that in movies. I like movies that are just people talking to each other in a really well done way. Um, the problem is when I was watching it, like now, I was watching it going <coughs> with if this film was made ten years later because it was made in two thousand. If it was made ten years later, it would have been written by Aaron Sorkin, right? And it would have been better. Fair. And that 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 is the problem. As I was watching it all, I threw got going. This this just isn't quite. It doesn't quite have the patter, right? That 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 it might have had. Mm. But I still I still had a good time with it. But it is. Does start to drag a little bit, which I, I don't remember when I first watched it, it dragging that much. Mm. Um, and also, Kevin Costner's doing an accent, and he, he he's really leaning into the accent he's doing. Um, so moving on from people who are really leaning into accents because we've had Christian Bale doing yes. an accent, we've had Kevin Costner doing an accent. Uh-huh. Let's move into. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Fuck me, wow. And J- Gyllenhaal doing an accent. Has, Ian, have you seen Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? Yeah, there's a bit where Alfred Molina does some camel racing, yeah. I seem to recall. And yeah. it, Alfred Molina's having a lot of fun. I think Alfred Molina having fun in a movie is a brilliant thing. It's always great when Alfred Molina turns up and he's having a lot of fun in a movie. Mm-hmm. And he's having a lot of fun here. But the problem is, all the way through Prince of Persia, you're going, so, but just wait, why Why is Jake Gyllenhaal doing, like, a West End accent? <laughs> this isn't directed by Guy Ritchie. Is he doing, like, a Cockney accent? It's not a Cockney accent. No, he's not doing Cockney. He, but he's doing, he's not doing an East End Cockney accent. He's doing a West End London. Okay. So it's not a, it's not a geezer accent. But it's a London. But it's a London accent. And it's supposed to be the Prince of Literal Persia. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's like this film is just layering up <laughs> at whitewashing. Mm. I mean, Gemma Artisan's the love interest, isn't she? She's not playing an, an English naif. No, she's not. Um, and she's an awful lot of fun in it because she's basically just being a dick to everybody, <laughs> which 
Which Jim Arson could pull off with a plomb. Mm. <laughs> like, like when she meets the king and it's, it's like, well, you, you need to kind of show a little bit more humility. And, he's, and the king's first response to it is, because she's literally like the princess of this holy land. And it's like, like oh, your land is very beautiful. She said, well, it was until your rapist and oath turned up. And it's like, that's not humility. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> um, casting Ben Kingsley in a role and going, and going well, he's clearly a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> um, it's not very good. No, it doesn't no. seem like it would be. It's not very good. But can't deny that I didn't have a good time with it. <laughs> <laughs> straight up rips off Aladdin for like the first 10 minutes <laughs> right. like, like like there's a scene <laughs> in it where, I was, where I was going I mean are they just going to burst in a song are, are, are these people going to start calling him street trash and riff raff do they they don't <laughs> would have been funny if they did and wouldn't have surprised me had a decent enough time with it good to Gonna fire through. So, what else have we got? Have we got any others that have accents? I mean, yeah, U five seven one. Let's do this. What's U five seven one? Right. Not sure why. <laughs> um, but you did, Mark. You could apply that to like ninety percent of the stuff <laughs> you want. Oh, we, we, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> there's some fucking strapping coming on later on um, yeah watch U571 again watch this in the cinema um, and remember spending the entire time just shaking my head at it it's it basically is navy propaganda this movie okay um, so well, like that one advert that we saw in the uh, cinema earlier. Oh, don't, because you know how much the fucking forces adverts annoy me in the cinema. They do upset you, don't they? Yeah. Fuck off. Um, but, th- yeah, this is this is just bad. Um, it's... The controversial thing about U571 is they, they managed to crack the Enigma coding machine by finding it, which is just not true. Mm. <laughs> it's just... Not true at all. Okay. Um, and what makes it worse is it's Matthew McConaughey and John Bon Jovi that find it. Yeah. John Bon Jovi's all right in this. Yeah. He's not bad. He's not the worst thing in it. What? What is? The existence of this movie, okay. and it's written by my boy David Ayer, okay. who was in the Navy. Right. And wrote it whilst he was in the Navy. Still got it wrong. What? And still got it wrong. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not very good. It's not very good. U571. Do you know what is good? U572? Resurrection. Oh. <laughs> no. What resurrection? Sorry, I trampled all over that. Mechanic resurrection. <laughs> um. Okay, so this isn't the one with Ben Foster. That's no. the first one, isn't That's it? That's the first. This one with Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Michelle Yeoh. Really, I've seen this film and I could not have told you in a thousand days of Sundays that that was yeah yeah. Mechanic Resurrection has two Academy Award winners in it, <laughs> and Jessica Alba. <laughs> it's really it's a fun movie. He kills a man right, <laughs> right by 
essentially blowing up, but just small enough blowing up the bottom of a guy's cantilevered um, swimming pool that is at the top of a skyscraper. Right. And he blows it up just enough that it cracks and then creates like this whirlpool bit that he gets sucked through and then hits the floor and dies. That rings a bell, actually. It happens so, in this on. movie. The mechanic movies are... They're, There's they're, only two of them. Yeah, but they're, they're not the ones where he has to keep, like, electro... No, they're crank. Crank, yeah. yeah. But they're also statham, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the mechanic movies, but that does ring a bell. It's, 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 a, it's a good deal of fun. Is uh, is the mechanic resurrection? Um, people should watch it more. Yeah, it's I genuinely had a really good time with it. <laughs> it's Statham doing Stathamy things. That's fair. And that that's always a good thing. Statham gonna stay. Yeah. What else have I watched? I think I've got two more that I watched on my own here. I keep skimming over this one, and I'm like, I'm fascinated as to what the fuck this is. The journey of Natty Gan. <laughs> What? <laughs> the Journey of Natty Gun is a 1985 uh, Disney film um, starring uh, Meredith um, Salinger, John Cusack, and Ray Wise. So it's set in the uh, in the thirties in the Great Depression um, in Chicago, where there's not a lot of work there. So Ray Wise is uh, raising his daughter. Natty, um, and he can't get work, so he's having to rely on like little day jobs that he can get. Mm. And then he gets offered this job in uh, in Washington, um, but he, he can't take the kid. He has to go. So what he does is he goes to that, leaves her in the care of the uh, woman who runs the house that he, the hotel that he lives in. Um, it's not like a nice hotel um, and then he says when I've got enough money I'll send for her she's like well I don't like this runs away and tries to go and find him right. and it's that's the, the film is that journey so her riding the railroads adopting a wolf can I ask you a, what I feel is a pertinent question yes what, what brought you to this movie no idea the thing is is it when you were in the like depths of your illness? Yeah, you a like, little bit. I just wanted something that that was kind of low energy and like, like I th- I wanted I was because Disney did a lot of these movies around the mid eighties and early nineties before like CG became a fucking thing, and I mean this movie did quite well, you know, um, and it was quite well reviewed, and I thought I might give a couple of these a go, let's see what they're like. And you thought the first one I'm going to go with. Natty fucking gun. Yeah, I like like I I, I thought right John Cusack. Yeah, let's go yeah. for that. Stand by me here, I mean, John Cusack. To be fair, I once bought on iTunes a Disney film that I still haven't watched called Scandalous John. <laughs> so sometimes the title of a film's just like, well, I need I, I need to have some aspect of that in my life. Yeah. Well, I, the thing is as well, I'm halfway through. I haven't finished watching it. I'm halfway through White Fang, the Ethan oh, Hawke one. Fang's good though. Yeah. Well, fuck you, because you just mocked my journey of Natty Gam. Yeah, because no one's it's fucking good. heard of the journey of Natty Gam. People have heard of White Fang. Yeah. I was a little bit worried, though, because I did watch it because the John Cusack element. Yeah. And then he was in it, like, early on. Mm. And then not in it until, like, the last ten minutes again. Okay. 
but then he does come back. But then there is a bit of a romance thing between John Cusack and um, Meredith Salinger's uh, character. Matty Gap. Yeah. And you are a little bit like, right, That's a, he seems a lot older than she is. <laughs> so, so, yes, I was a little bit, yeah, I was a little bit worried there. But I, I, I had a decent enough time with it, uh, with the journey of Matty Gap. <laughs> So weird. So I've got one more that I watched on my my own. I watched Saving Silverman. Oh God, I've heard about this. Ian, have you ever seen Saving Silverman? Uh, Jason Biggs one. Yeah, maybe. Right. (laughs) I hadn't seen Saving Silverman. Is it Amanda Peet? It is Amanda Peet. Where the fuck did I pull that out of? Right. So for people who haven't watched oh, Saving Silverman, stupid shit. Which, Sorry, which, go on. Which I'm guessing is most people, right? The story is, you've got three childhood friends played by Steve Zahn, Jack Black, and Jason Biggs. Three childhood friends who've grown up together and are still friends now in like their early twenties, and they're kind of idiots. Steve Zahn is like he thinks he's the leader of it all. Um, and he has like a um, what is it? He does. Um, he's like a bug killer. What they're called? Exterminator. Exterminator. That's the pricks. He's that. Jack Black is just the Jack Black oh, character. Yeah. And Jason Biggs is like this hopeless romantic. Right. Um, there. But also, they're in a uh, Neil Diamond tribute band. Of course they are. <laughs> right. True. Now, Jason Biggs' character ends up um, dating Amanda Peake's character, and she is a bitch, like an absolute piece of shit, who also seems to be allergic to bras, um, which is a character in of itself, trust me, within the movie. Hmm. Um, so she says that he can't be friends with these two anymore. So what they decide to do is kidnap her. And then set him up with this other girl that was like the love of his life during college, like during high school, who's just come back to town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go well. No. No, it doesn't go well. But you know who does come to the rescue in the end? Neil Diamond comes to the rescue <laughs> in the end. What actual Neil Diamond? <laughs> yep. Is one of the characters called Caroline? No, sadly not. Okay. But their, their, their Neil Diamond tribute band is called Diamonds in the Rough. That's good. Right, Kiki, that's what you've been wanting. Sorry. Kiki has been a bit of a dickhead for the last 20 minutes or so. Like, constantly wanting fucking strokes and whatnot, or so I thought. It's not that. She's got a fucking toy stuck somewhere. Uh, she was You're... just getting your attention to it. This is, by the way, I, I'm fairly certain this is uh, Dennis Dugan's directorial debut. Go on, get it, get it. I'm sorry, I'm not on mute. Sorry. And it's not his directorial debut. He had done Big Daddy, Beverly Hills Ninja. He'd done a lot of films that people like. Hmm. Wait, hang on a minute. Completed it. Oh, God. Tragic. I've just realised I've completed my Dennis Dugan. Because they're shit. They're all shit. Yeah, I've, 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 yeah, I've watched all of Dennis Dugan's films. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Said no one ever, except you. <laughs> Me and Adam Sandler. Jesus. 
<laughs> I had a good time with Saving Silverman. It's a fun movie. Sounds awful. <laughs> Not going to deny that. Um, I'm Lee somewhat Emery. intrigued by the Neil Diamond aspect, so yeah. I won't lie. Ali uh, Emery plays their um, high school football coach. Good. Right? Mm. Who goes to prison um, for murdering a referee. <laughs> right? Fucking hell. And then when he gets released from prison, he comes to um, stay with Steve Zahn and Jack Black, notices that they've got this girl, um, Amanda Pete, um, like kidnapped her and she's in the basement. So he think, he basically says, you cowards, how come you can't kill her? And then tries to kill her. What? Doesn't work. Uh, she's a psychologist. Um, doesn't work? No, it doesn't work. He doesn't manage to kill her. Uh, Okay. She's a psychologist, yeah. And during like, um, while well, she's kidnapped and she's in the basement, she works out quite easily who's kidnapped her. Yeah. Um, like basically starts like counselling Jack Black's character and convinces him that he's gay. Right. <laughs> so he realizes that he's gay. At the end of the movie, um, he gets he he's in a relationship with Ali Emery's character. The murderer. Fine. It's bonkers, is this movie? Uh, yeah. Five out of five, can't wait, can't even not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did have a good time watching it. Uh, we've got the ones that we've watched together, mm-hmm. but do you want a bit of a turn in? Or should we just keep rocking and rolling? No, no, you keep, you keep on going. I mean, like, Bex doesn't talk much, it's all good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we. we have both at separate times watched Uncharted but not watched it together I feel no I think I watched it at the cinema then you watched it on separately your yeah um yeah I, Uncharted's fine I feel like it's not as good as the games but it's kind of like a prequel to the games it's um it's odd that they've not said anything about a sequel it's almost like they were like right we got away with that <laughs> but I mean, apparently like both um, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg have both like separately said quite regularly, "Yeah, I'd do another one." Yeah. Mm. It's like you look at it and go, "I'm surprised those two got along as well as they apparently they did." No, yeah, yeah. No, it's do you know what? It's fun. The film, the games are fun. The film is fun. It's. A bit less troublingly grave, Robbie, than some other films that we've watched. <laughs> <laughs> In light of going, Do you know what? adventure films are fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the only the only thing I feel like always troubles me whenever I see this movie is, I don't think that's how they would transport an ancient galleon. I think it might be, you know. Mm, maybe just in a more responsible manner. In a more responsible way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. I, I, I will say though that no matter what, that that Sophia Ali, um, yeah, her hair does look like she's been. Oh yeah, dragged through some cobwebs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So then we also watched Fool's Gold, didn't we? Cause... Watched Fool's Gold. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's there's a theme that will come come out as we go through these movies that we've watched together, um, which Fool's Gold plays into, um. Yeah, we really like Fool's Gold. I really like Fool's Gold. I can't remember anyone else. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've probably watched this film more than anyone else has watched this film. I think I might hold the record for a person who's watched certain films more than anybody else. Yeah, possibly. And Paul Scholes will probably be up there. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. Yeah. It's Matthew McConaughey doing a hot idiot. Beautiful people, warm weather. Yeah, beautiful people. There have been a lot of beautiful people, warm weather. Yeah. Kevin Hart before he became Kevin Hart. Mm, big bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's, it's and, really good. And it's... Ray Winston back when he was still watchable rather than the caricature of Ray, Wilston, Ray Winston that he's become now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's real good. It's full skulls. I mean, he's just a big head on some fucking um, betting ads now, isn't he? Yeah, it, it, that the, the yeah Ray Winston essentially has become like the the joke Ray Winston as he's just gone. Oh, I'm gonna actually just adopt that persona as myself. Yeah. Whereas actually he was quite fun in this. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's. I would say it's better than the sum of its parts, but it's it's probably not the sum of its parts. Like the parts are pretty good. Mm. Um, so then. We watched Mission to Mars. Well, no, we'll do these two first. Then we can circle back. Okay. We'll get our adventure out of the way, and then we'll because we've got that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark because we were on an adventure kick, weren't we? Yeah. Um, we'd watched Dial of Destiny. We toyed with the idea of going back and watching the earlier ones, and then thought, you know what, fuck it, why not? Yeah, it's adventure time. It's adventure time. Um, Raiders is really good. Raiders is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yep. I still maintain I, Raiders is the best one. Oh yeah, I don't think there's any argument against that. No. No. Thing is, I, I find it quite amusing because we we also have, uh, we we can do this as a, as a duo. Yeah, don't we, we we also watched Temple of Doom and started watching Last Crusade, but haven't quite finished it yet. No. But and I, we're not watching Christmas one. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but yeah, like I think. I, um, a lot of the narrative around Temple of Doom was that it was too dark in comparison to um, Raiders and then with Last Crusade they had to take it a little bit lighter again this fucking franchise's answer to any problems just seems to be Nazis but whatever but but, but Indiana Jones is better when he's fighting Nazis <laughs> he, he is, just right? is but my argument here would be Raiders is pretty Grim. Not family friendly. Oh, it's anyway. It's, 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 it's yeah, amazing what pastors family entertainment is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're not stealing anyone's heart, but they're still melting people's faces, faces off yeah. and Grim chopping them up with helicopter fucking blades. So, yeah, like I don't really understand the whole like um, Temple of Doom is really dark and not appropriate for families argument in comparison to Raiders. No, <laughs> no. Raiders has got a terrifying Nazi in it. Yeah. Yeah, and face melting. Yeah, and face melting. It's great. I mean, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I like Temple of Doom. She can fuck right off there. But Kate Capshaw is as bad as people say. Yeah, yeah. There's no revisionism now going back and going, oh, well, no, she was kind of... In. No, she's bad. The thing is, I think they've obviously gone with a whole, like, Marion Ravenwood is very, she's very um, comfortable Yeah. with the uncomfortable situation because she's been raised in it by her father and stuff like that. So with the Kate Capshaw character with Willie, they've obviously gone with a more fish out of water kind of thing, but she's just shit. 
Yeah. She's not a good fish out of water. No. She's just shit. She's just screaming and yeah. being, yeah. Which I think is what they've kind of gone, oh, well, that's what normal people would be like in this situation. But, no. Yeah, it, 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 it feels a bit mishandled. But then, you have Callie Ma. You do. You do have that. Yeah. yeah. You have a guy pulling a guy at people's hearts out. Yes. Um, and that dickhead kid with his fucking voodoo dolls. And, ah, oh, what a prick he is. He is a prick, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's bellend as well. He's a bellend as well, yeah. Like that fucking pool. Um, we watched Mission to Mars, didn't we? Yeah. The Brian De Palma one. Not Ghosts of Mars. That's the fun version of this film. Yeah, so when you suggested Mission to Mars, you I thought, thought you meant Ghosts Ghost of Mars. Ghosts of Mars with, went, with Jason yeah. Statham, didn't you? And then you? I haven't yeah. seen this. No. I, I had it at the cinema, but had kind of forgotten about it. Did you think it was Ghosts of Mars? No, I knew it wasn't Ghost of Mars. But I thought it was a little bit lighter than it is. It's not. It's not. Fucking great score. Mm. Ennio Morricone's score is fantastic. Um, it It's grim, though, isn't it? It's quite gnarly. Mm. It's Mission to Mars. I don't think I'll ever forget that Tim Robbins bit. Bleak, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's bleak. Bleak, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Commit space Harry Carey to save everyone else. Yeah. In front of everybody. In front of everyone, and then floats back to them with his frozen fucking face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it's based on Disney ride. And then what's his name, Lieutenant Dan guy? Yeah, Gary Sinise. He, two thousand and one Space Odyssey's out of there. Yeah. Dark movie. It's a dark movie. It's not what I anticipated <laughs> when I when I. Agreed to watch Ghosts of Mars that was Mission to Mars. No, I think we might have to watch Ghosts of Mars to kind of yeah. wash the flavour of, of Mission to Mars out of our brains. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the fun ride I was expecting. Hey, have you seen Ghosts of Mars? Yeah. Do you want a really depressing version of that? Not really. <laughs> yeah, Mission to Mars. Sure you do. I don't want to yeah. watch it. It's got Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then on a lighter note... <laughs> On New Year's Eve, we watched When Harry Met Sally, because of course we did. And it's a fucking genius movie. It is. So, so like, the, the New Year's Eve plan changed a number of times. In the yeah, it did, it, yeah. As we both got gradually more poorly. Yep. Um, and ended up being Chinese takeaway and When Harry Met Sally. Yep. And then we were going to go across to the pub at like quarter to twelve to do the Happy New Year thing and ended up watching the fireworks and go to bed. You did. You set up and played Alan Work. Well, yeah, I might have done, yeah. I went to bed. I, I at, 20, at 20 past 11, looked at my watch and went, oh, fucking hell, I'm not lasting another hour. And then managed to just get through the fireworks. They went, right, night, night. Yeah, literally the fireworks fizzled out and he went, right, night, night. <laughs> but we had made it through when Harry met, Harry met Sally before that, hadn't we? I mean, you don't make it through when Harry met Sally. No, but we'd watched it earlier on, yeah. tonight, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great, is when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like I can watch it on any other night of the year anymore. No, it has to be New Year's mm. Eve, mate. New Year's New Year's Eve or New Year's Day I can get away with no I think New Year's Day is too late maybe you've got a very narrow window for this movie but yeah it, it's just it is it is the perfect rom-com mm. yes well that's it for me just those many movies um yeah so mine on my own I so I decided that fuck the haters I was going to watch the Little Mermaid live action movie yep how'd that go shouldn't have bothered um, don't get me wrong, Halle Bailey, fine. Is it Ariel? She's she's fine. 
it's not it's not a movie that I have any particular like place in my heart for as the cartoon. So I wasn't like a I'm not a you've ruined my childhood Little Mermaid fan. Um anyway, so um so I was alright with that. But the guy who plays Prince Eric is absolutely fucking awful. Like melodrama levels of awful and Sebastian is pure nightmare fuel. Do you know why? Go on. Because as a cartoon, that character makes sense. He's like a Langostine, isn't he? Yeah, like a like, well, like a lobstery guy. I feel like right. In the cartoon. That makes sense as a cartoon where you can draw a funny face on it. Mm. But having a realistic looking lobster that fucking talks and sings no, but it's not. It's is cr- terrifying. So I think Sebastian's meant to be a crab, but in the cartoon looks more like a lobster. So he's a crab. So it's just a fucking singing crab. Yeah, yeah. that is nightmare fuel. Yeah. That is why this whole fucking experiment of doing all of their classics as live action. For a start off, they're not live action. Crabs can't sing. Mm. They're still animation. They're just a different type of animation. Yeah. Don't you fucking say what crabs can and can't do. They can't do. sing. Apart from that one that, that does like the throat slitting thing and that other one that smokes. You've never seen the thing of the crab with the that basically threatens somebody. <laughs> no. I'll find it for you. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're a terrible idea. Mm. They are literally a waste of fucking money mm. because all of them are better in the cartoon version. Well, that's it. And, and the thing is, like the songs... The new songs are shit. The old songs are done shit. And I really wanted to like this because I very much wanted to be like, oh, fuck you, all you haters that were like, Ariel should be a white, red-headed girl. Fuck it, it's great. But it, it's just not. Um, it's just not good. Javier Bardem as... I think it's Javier Bardem. As, as like Triton, not very good. What's her face is doing doing a real good job as uh, <laughs> as um, Ursula. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but yeah, it just it just really doesn't work. It just really doesn't work. I, I think for me, like it's it's the guy that plays Prince Eric that really really ruins it. He's just particularly awful. Um, so but yeah so then I was on the Disney channel and I needed something else to watch so I decided fuck it I'm going to watch The Rescuers The Rescuers yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright go on I'll, I'll, I'll take my Rescuers story in a second well okay so I, I have real nostalgia for The Rescuers it's it's it's. was it The Rescuers or Rescuers Down Under you watched the 1977 one yeah Um, it's real pretty proper Disney animation as well like it's it looks nice instead of ugly which a lot of the more modern ones are ugly um it's and it's just got a real nice lovely simple storyline and there's not an awful lot to say about it because it's not got an awful lot to it there's a bit in there Mm. just about halfway through where it kind of has like a a weird bit where it, it goes um, like grayscale in the animation and then a new chapter of it starts. Yeah. 
I went to see it at the cinema, like a like like a kids club thing. Mm. Uh, around about the same time as Rescuers Down Under came out. Who'd you go with? On my own. And that that happened, and I thought, oh, it's fucking finished. And got <laughs> up and fucking left. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't until like a couple of years later that I watched it again. That I was that it finished. And I was like, and it happened. So I was like, well, I can't get that film. Just finishes, doesn't it? Didn't touch the videotape. Went to get a drink, came back and was like, what the shit's going on? Why is there still things happening? <laughs> Just get left. Bless you. Not bright boy. No. 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 But yeah, I really, I really like The Rescuers. It's, it, it, very much when I wasn't feeling, when I was in the midst of not feeling very well, was what I needed. Fucking hell. The Rescuers cost 7.5 million. Bear in mind, this film came out in 1977. Mm. It made $170 million. Wow. Fair play. Yeah, and then, but then the sequel didn't come out until like... 1990. Yeah. That's insanity. It? it made that much money. It's good, though. And then there's another one that I always, I always muddle up with the rescuers. I think I watched them both at around the same time. Chip and Dale. No, it's got a mouse. Oh, Fievel. The fucking. Uh, yeah, American Tail. Yes. Tale, yeah. American Tail. Yeah. Fievel goes yeah. west. Fievel and Fievel goes west. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they 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 will probably be on my list for next week. Nah, mate, this shit. Um, and then the only other thing I watched on my own was I don't know whether either of you have seen the um, stuff about The Lodge coming onto Netflix. It's just recently dropped on Netflix. The Loft. The Lodge, the 2019 movie with Riley Keough. No. And everyone's been very, oh my God, this is such a, this is such a freaky film. Ah. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, it isn't, isn't. It's got a lot of religious shit going on. Um, and Alicia Silverstone just, fucking tops herself in the first five minutes of the movie so it's got a trigger warning on it which I think is what a lot of the narrative's about um, but yeah there was a lot of stuff about it and I'm easily influenced so I watched The Lodge um, everyone's a cunt in this film apart from Riley Keough that poor girl is tortured by those children and if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to give any more away because I hadn't even heard about it until all this kind of stuff kicked up. So I don't know whether it's a well-watched movie. Apart from, watch it, guys. Those kids are cunts. And the dad is an irresponsible, absolute wankbag. Yeah. That's what I'm going to hmm. say. You had me at wankbag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's... It's worth a watch, but don't expect anything high energy. Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing I did with my time was play the fuck out of Alan Wake 2. Beat that fucker though, didn't you? Beat that fucker, yeah. yeah. Apparently, I'm, apparently I'm, I'm, what, two achievements off platinum? Yeah, you're two wow. Two achievements off 100% of it. I'm, I'm a completionist bitch. Yeah, I so, so anyway, so yeah, so um, so like full disclosure, I I, I played it not with a um, walkthrough guide, but I did 
because you can switch between playing the different levels of the different characters i kind of looked up what was the optimal le uh, order to play the levels in and played it through on that um so i'm, I'm replaying it now and i'm just going to go with the flow i think and just just do what i do um but you get to the end of it which is what the end of it is which i'm not going to give away because i know ian you've not completed it and i know it's a fairly new game and a lot of people won't but it it then gives you the opportunity to replay it on final draft yeah i know there's a new game plus mode that mm. apparently has got an act like another ending mm. and some altered stuff within the game itself yeah so i saw that and i was already thinking about replaying it anyway um because i think th there's a benefit to that once you know the ending anyway and and i do replay in the same way that i reread books and i rewatch movies i replay games so i was already considering doing it and then i read about final draft and um it was saying that the ending to final draft is the canon ending okay so basically they've tricked you into buying a game that you have to play through twice to get the real ending <laughs> and i kind of respect that yep so yeah yeah but you're up for that aren't you yeah 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 so i've i've been a big old naked fat guy again um we passed the big old naked <laughs> fat guy and we're, we're into the meat of the story again but um yeah i'm gonna play it through in the order it presents itself to me i think this time around because um, I think you were playing in it as it as it comes, weren't you, Ian, with your... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I think that's... <coughs> with with the the bit that was the most surreal bit in, in games, which, fuck me, it really is. The, 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 the bit with Alan Wake in the TV studio really, really is bizarre. But I think you got that to that a lot earlier than I did, and I was like, fucking hell, Ian must have really played this game. Like, he must, he must be really far into it, but... I dipped out and went back to Saga's story and then came back to that. Um, and I think that's quite good because you can play it in your own kind of vibe. If you just get really sick of the dark place and you want some like uh, procedural investigator stuff, you can just go back and play a Saga. And I think that's, I think that's really good because totally they are very different, the two different storylines. Yeah, yeah. And I like, I, 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 I like that. I, I haven't got back to it and I'll explain why in in my section mm. but it's the way that you know the game's tense basically all the time mm. once you get past basically as soon as fat man's woken up on the uh, autopsy table mm. um it's pretty much tense the entire time and I like that because the, the, the it, but it's different types of tension. Yeah. Like the dark place is, like, most of the time just really, really fucking scary, mm. and and like weirds me out. Mm. So I'm, I, you know, it's nice. It's nice to have a little bit more true detective kind of shit at yeah. times. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but also when somebody like with a deer mask comes at you, <laughs> and. You know, it's still fucking terrifying as well. So, so yeah. I, I think it's I don't know how far you've got in Saga's story. Do you, do you with the I, with the day mask guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but you do, do do you know more about them? No, maybe let's let's no let's put a pin <laughs> in it. Let's put a pin in it. But yeah, it's 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 good, <laughs> and I'm 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 really enjoying replaying it again now. 
I think when you replay the early stages, but you mentally know the map, it's mm. much more fun. Because you, you, you're like, oh, I remember that's over there. And, oh, there's a shortcut up there to that. And because and, you're not having to... You're not discovering it for the first time, I guess. Is mm. is is it, it? You explore more, but I am. There was a bit like when I first started playing it the first time round. You know when you go down to meet the deputy at the murder site. Mm. So, because I I I like to explore everything, and I made the game glitch because I was exploring too much before getting to him. That when I did get to him, he ignored me. <laughs> oh no! I had to restart the level because it was like you didn't realize so it was he got bored of me. Yeah, yeah. And he was just sat on the table, and I was like walking around, like, "Why isn't he reacting to my presence?" And it's like because I'd been like exploring the entire map in his absence. You just like triggered something <laughs> that made him not it just not pop up with the dialogue. Exactly. That's funny. Yeah. So then I had to restart. That That's funny. fucking. <laughs> but yeah, I'll make two. Strong recommend. Twice. <coughs> Super glad you like it. That's great. Sorry, <coughs> Mark. Have you um have you downloaded RoboCop Rogue City yet? Not yet. No. Thirty five ninety nine on PSN at the moment. Uh, I'm very tempted. <laughs> Bloody quarries disappeared off um, PlayStation Plus. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I went to replay that was it annoying. after I'd finished Alan Wake. I was like, right, I'm gonna have a little break before I start my replay. I'm gonna play the quarry. Oh, where the fuck is it? Fourteen ninety nine. Fuck you. You were free yeah. a week ago. Uh, I, yeah. Oh god, there's so much stuff on that on like PlayStation Plus. Even though they've kind of removed the instant game collection thing, which like kind of sucks. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like because you like the scary games. It's mm. um, yeah, it's difficult to. I don't know because like the. Spider-Man Miles Morales fucking rules, but you probably wouldn't get that much out of that. Mm. Um, I'm quite niche. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a think. Well, I mean, Silent Hill 2 is coming this year, though. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Probably be Halloween time, I reckon. Play the fuck out of it. <laughs> mm. I love Silent Hill 2. It's probably my favourite out of them. You should... Um, Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil Village have got PS5 upgrades. Yeah, we've got both of them on there. With the, you can download the PS4 or PS5 version. So, but I feel like with the Resident Evil ones, I need to start at one, work my way oh, through yeah. to four, play the new four, and then dip on from there. I don't you don't understand how my brain works. But it's, yeah, I mean, like they've done PS5 specific versions of like all the remakes as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. One one day. I, I missed Resident Evil 4 they had on sale on PSN for £23, um, but I missed that, which is annoying. Because mm. uh, I would, I, I you know, I played the first few hours of that, but I wouldn't mind going back to it. Um, even though I did, um, just very briefly, I have played a bit of the old Resident Evil 4 in VR on the Meta Quest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that shit is fucking fun. <laughs> like literally like you, to get your gun you literally have to like pull it out of your belt and to reload you have to get ammo clips out of your belt and then like put them in your gun um and uh and, and like for the shotgun you have to pull it you have to, it's like across your back you have to reach back 
and like like grab it. It's um it's very visceral. Yeah. Uh it it's something and when the villagers are coming at you, like yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> uh, oh god, like the boxes, like the wooden boxes all over the place. You have to get your knife out of your belt and then just swish at them to like break them apart and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's great. That does sound good. So- Even though um one of the guys I manage got a PSVR 2 for Christmas and he was telling me about the Resident Evil 4 on that because it's like the the new Resident Evil 4 and it sounds intense as fuck mm. but yeah sorry so there's only 5 and 6 isn't there that they've not remastered yet is that right well they haven't so the well the original they did the the remaster for the GameCube, which then got an HD version, and that's the one that's like out at the moment. And they did the same with that with Resident Evil Zero. So they haven't like third personed those, right? Even though you'd, you'd have to think the first one's coming at some point. Um, but no, you can you, like two and three uh, are out there, and then yeah, five, five and six they haven't done. Code Veronica they haven't done. Um, do you ever play Code Veronica? No. That's fucking batshit, that game. Um, yeah, and then Zero as well. So they, they, there are other ones. They've still got quite a few they could do. Mm. Mm. But I think the scuttlebutt is that Five's next. Yeah, which would make sense. Hmm. I just want them to do... I want them to do the first one because I don't want to play the old first one. I want to play the first one in like a new like the new way because the old first one was too scary that though, isn't there? they have to completely remake it yeah yeah but they did with two and three yeah yeah I love Resident you Evil know. like the first one but remastered like as you can get it on the Playstation mm. it is good but it is very plain it's a bit like uh, clunky yeah no exactly if you did like some behind-the-shoulder, third-person, original Resident Evil, I'd play it. Fuck me, I might do Biohazard next. Might what? Resident Evil 7 might do Biohazard after Alan Wake 2 again. I do it. Biohazard. Buy buy a chi- uh, buy an old PSVR. Do it in that. <laughs> Crouching behind that crate waiting for that woman to find you. Fucking right. <laughs> the little kitchen kitchenette thing. Yeah. Fucking... Crouching and looking around at her. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's uh, good. Need that experience. You could <laughs> get an old PSVR for cheap on eBay these days. Yeah. Do it. It'd be funny. Yeah. Might, might do. No, you won't. Right. Anything else, Bex? No, that's me. Okay. So. Um. I'll do Society of the, Snow, of the Snow at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, okay, well, I've been up to... Um, I've been playing quite a lot of F1 2023, um, which is why um, I haven't been doing Alan Wake 2, and I just bought Gran Turismo 7 today. So <laughs> I, conti- I will continue to not be doing Alan Wake 2. Um quite like driving i think i'm having a midlife crisis but all it basically means is that i play driving video games <laughs> which is fun which is okay um like because donna was like 
I'll be honest, I've been looking at like driving experience days for your birthday and I was just like, nah, you're all right. I don't I don't need any of that. I just like like the virtual room rooms. Um but anyway, in terms of films. Uh what, the, what is F one twenty three like as a game? I enjoy it, but you know it, it's because um, there's F one twenty three and there's F one twenty three manager, isn't there as well? Uh, yeah, I've got yeah, I've got both of them. Um, Can you like F one? No, they're made by completely different companies. Oh, they made by different companies. Both I thought they were licensed. Here for some reason. No, no, no. The um, F one manager is a company called like Frontier Developments or something, and that one's like a real fucking management sim like building the facilities negotiating contracts with the drivers and stuff but then when you but i mean like the race stuff is interesting because it's like you're having to like change strategies and like change the like the the drivers will do their practice sessions then give you feedback on the car and then you've got like try and check tweak bits of the car to fit the kind of setup that they think they want on the track and you've got to manage like tire temperatures and stuff like that and it's like I've, I've i've played a fair few hours of it but it's like that game could actually take over my life it, it, yeah it's it, for you it's, it's a little bit like the reason why i don't play football manager <laughs> yeah 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 exactly like yeah i would want to do it like in real time as well you know, I wouldn't like because you can speed it up. Obviously, mm. it's not like you, you've got to spend an hour and a half just watching a Grand Prix on it. But I'd I'd want to, and that's dangerous. But F one twenty three, the EA one. No, I mean it's fun. Um, I'm playing. You know, obviously I'm playing on a controller, and I think in multiplayer most people have wheels. Yeah. Um, and it, it's yeah, like I absolutely do not have the control that other people do, but it's fun and it's kind of like i could basically tell you the austria circuit the the red bull ring i could basically describe that to you with my eyes closed at this point <laughs> he tends to get a wheel at some point i i'm actually thinking of saying to donna like don't do an, an experience day for me for my birthday i'll take i'll take a wheel and pedals yeah i'm just looking but, they're actually not that bad price are they no, I mean like there's definitely various. Yes, there is. I'm guessing there's, you can spend anything from like like a couple of hundred quid to thousands. I'm reckoning. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's. I will just because we're we're on it. Just very quickly, I'm going to try and find a video that I just. Yeah, boosted media. This dude, he is fucking nuts. Um, Yeah, just look right. at some of these. Share this WhatsApp. Like you if you really, 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 really wanted to go all in, I've just sent a link to it. So this is the the video is F one twenty three in an insane one hundred thousand dollar motion sim rig. <laughs> wow. And like so this guy, like those the the those are his hands, yeah. Yeah. But so the it's rest like, of it, and the wheel is his wheel, but the rest of it is the like wheel a... is his wheel, and yeah, the rest of it is just like a massive fucking screen, and he's got this rig so that it's actually jostling him about. Fucking hell! <laughs> it is. 
bonkers. And actually, I think he might be on the Austria track. Is there a right coming up? Yeah, there is. Um, yeah, that is like... And he does videos where like the World Rally game as well. He was playing that on this. And sh- it, I mean, it is bumping around all over the fucking place. It's wild. Um, but yeah, $100,000, that rig. Um, so I wouldn't quite go like that. But, you, you know... There's there's like a Logitech one that's like three hundred three hundred quid, which is apparently like entry level stuff. Yeah, which I'd be interested in. But uh, yeah, Logitech G two hundred and sixty five quid, which is pedals and a, and a steering wheel. Yeah, there you go. And then you can there get you like go. these like stands for them, can't you, for like ninety quid? Yes, because I mean that's that's the thing. I mean it's almost like I. We have we have we have our study at the moment, but Donna only uses like half of the the room, and I, I like I I'm kind of tempted in the next few years to go. Do you mind if I take the other half of the room and like put a rig in there, and then like that'll almost be like just my gaming bit, but primarily I'll just have a wheel and pedals and stuff like that set up in there. Um, Why not? Yeah, just, I mean <laughs> I mean like I say, man, like if I'm gonna midlife crisis it. I'm not going to go like, all right, I'm going to drop like 150 grand on like a sports car or something like that, even though um, the, the uh, uh, God, I hate it because Musk is such a twat, but a Model 3 as my next car is not inconceivable, but, and I want it, but I don't because of Musk. Yeah, you also don't want to be a tester driver because they're all pricks. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. The model, like when I, when I rented the Model 3 in Florida, it was fun. You could probably uh, get a better, a much better electric car than that for the price, though. I don't, yeah, I don't know. And you you'd be, have to you'd be su- a Tesla. You'd be surprised. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but I get, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. So there, there, there we are. But yeah, I just bought Gran Turismo and I played a little bit of that today, and that game is fucking cool for me. Even though there was like a ten minute long unskippable introduction video about the history of automotion it's unskippable it's unskippable donna walked in and it's playing this like really ethereal music and it's like cut it's like through history like the history of sports but then like pop like not pop culture like cultural moments as well so it's like there's these cars and it's headlines about the titanic and then more cars and then footage of the beatles playing is it doing it like and while Donna, like it's loading or like while it's it's like downloading or anything like that or is it just is it just it's it's it, like it's only for the first time you 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 open it yeah. up that it's unskippable but you literally cannot skip it fuck off <laughs> and, and, and Donna walked in and was just like what the fuck are you doing and I was like Don I swear to you I can't skip this but I feel like a twat wanting to play this game watching this mm. you see I, I, I wouldn't last through that without going <laughs> ah bollocks fuck away <laughs> I yeah I, I, I'm, I'm just I can't wait to get stuck into it but that's that's me that's my that's how my midlife crisis is formulating. Um, you know, bought a fucking cross trainer and um, playing Gran Turismo. I'll talk about the cross trainer real quick as well. Oh, yeah. Took me. We bought a we bought a cross trainer uh, and it came on Friday and it took me five hours to set it up. Um, and now Lottie will go on it 
hammer and tongs for like two minutes and then come off of it and then like 20 minutes later just go on it again for another minute or two um and, and like she's she's loving it it's it, it's an interesting bit of kit it's not as solidly made as the ones in the gym but then they are like you know if I, yeah and like people have to go on them like all like day in day out every day but it's it's doing a job, and uh, touch wood, none of the bits are falling apart yet. So, yeah, there love, you go. I love an elliptical trainer. It's the only piece of gym kit that I would have at home. It's it no, it's 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 cracking. I mean, like my calves hurt. I've, I've got like I did an hour on it yesterday. I did half an hour on it today. Um, my calves hurt, but I'll probably be back on it tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think I think it's great because it's like it's super super low impact, but it really gets your heart rate up. It, it you know like it, it's a, yeah, and I, my knees are not great these days, so I honestly don't know how much more running I've got left in me. So I like the yeah, I need it anyway. Sorry, that was quite the sojourn. Um, so. Uh, I rewatched all the Austin Powers films because if you watch one, you have to watch all of them. Um, <laughs> Got you rewatched these. I watched the first one. I watched it in front of Lottie because it's a twelve A, um, and literally Donna was round our friend's house with her the other day, and Donna texted me saying, "What's <laughs> Austin Powers on?" Because she's just telling the boys about it, and she like they want to watch it. And she was just like, Lottie's been telling them about the who does number two work for scene and like cracking up, which that's my girl. Um, <laughs> Austin Powers on the toilet with Tom Arnold in the other stool. Tom, Tom Arnold, Arnold sells shout- that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Even though it looks like at the end of the scene where he's like, Jesus Christ, boy, what did you eat? He looks like he's about to start pissing himself. <laughs> yeah. Like he's smiling as he says it. It's great. But just who does number two work for? And that's right, boy, you should have turned his boss. It's maybe the funniest individual scene in a film for me, period. It's, I mean, because the thing is as well, you think about it, who does number two work for? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever in terms of like a, a something you'd say for needing a poo. <laughs> but it still rules. Uh, yeah, it's uh, great. It's great. Um, Austin Powers one, I think, is is brilliant as well because it's it's actually very sweet. Mm. Um, as you know, you know, he won't he won't have sex with her when she's drunk. He'll be a horny lech and whatnot. He'll constantly be trying it on. But if she doesn't if she doesn't want to, if she's not in her right mind, she's not going to. And I like that they do that with Austin, but also. It's the one where he's a true fish out of water. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they do good humour with that. The problem with the second one, well, there's a couple of problems with the Spy Shagney. Heather Graham. Yeah. Uh, not great. Um, looks unconvincing sliding down a pole at the start uh, of her, her of her scenes. Yeah. Um, but also, he's in the past. He's in a time he's comfortable in. And it just... It, it, it kind of loses its power, but it does gain fat bastard, and it does gain mini me, and also this coffee tastes like shit, Basil. 
It is shit, Austin. Yes, it's a bit nutty. It's good. Cause, and I just got as well that it's not Basil saying the coffee's shit. Well, or Austin thinking Basil saying the coffee's shit. It's Basil saying, no, you are drinking shit. And Austin just cracking on in anyway and going, yeah, it's a bit nutty. Good. I mean, why is the shit in something you can pour? Um, so there you go, Spy Shagley. And then Gold Member is all right. It's okay. Beyonce Knowles basically does has no character in the entire thing. Um, Gold Member, just, I yeah, I'm not entirely sure what Mike Myers was doing there, but he is funny in in parts. Um, but it, it does, and Michael Caine's great casting as as Austin's dad. Um, the end where it's like revealed that Austin Powers and Doctor Evil are the brothers that can kind of fuck off um but there's there's some fun stuff in that as well there's a good bit with subtitling which i quite enjoy um uh, yeah so there, there there you go those are austin powers films it's it's diminishing returns but even the wor- the the one i like least i still like but austin powers one is fucking brilliant like like really really good still a uh, couple other things shazam fury of the gods uh re-watched this because uh don wanted to watch it and it's on sky cinema um i i think it's i think it's fine i think it's all right it's shazam it's fury fun. of the gods yeah you know it's i think I, I think it's a shame that it's come out at that time where people are like our oh, comic book films boo you know because I think it's an absolutely fine, straight down the line, three out of five film. Um, and the bit with the Skittles and the unicorn, the unicorns, fair play. That's, I don't know, if you're going to do product placement, that's a way of doing product placement. Taste the rainbow, motherfuckers. It's good. Um, still a little bit hmm, about the uh, Rachel Zegler being thousands of years old and her actually starting a relationship with um, the kid with the crutch at the end. Uh, yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, just wipe her memory or something. Yeah, because they do a bit in it where it looks like they wiped her memory, but then they haven't. It's like if you wipe her memory and she believes that she's just a sixteen-year-old girl. It's not weird. I think I I I think that's okay. Um, and also uh, Wonder Woman at the, at the end smirking. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's all right. Um, okay, and last one before Society of the Snow. Uh, also on Sky Cinema, Polite Society. Um, so, this is directed by Nida Manzor. Um, came out of the cinema last year. Kind of did nothing. Um, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Yeah, a letterbox says, Martial artist in training, Rhea Khan believes she must save her older sister, Lena, from her impending marriage. After enlisting the help of her friends, Rhea attempts to pull off the most ambitious of all wedding heists in the name of independence and sisterhood. So, essentially, it's... Girl doesn't want her sister to marry this guy because she's afraid that they'll lose their connection. But then, actually, it turns out that there's some nefarious shit going on and she then has to save her sister. Um, it, it, it's... 
you know, like very, very inflected by the work of Edgar Wright. Massive Scott Pilgrim vibes to it, uh, where there's suddenly there are like these fight sequences that kind of appear out of nowhere, but it doesn't have the budget to be able to pull it off. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just, it dearly, dearly needed more money. Um, the fight scenes are okay, but not great. And it just, yeah, it kind of feels like they maybe didn't have enough time to shoot it. Yeah, it it would have been interesting seeing Edgar Wright direct it. Um, but I I thought it was charming enough. Um, the two the two leads, um, Priya Kanzara and Ritu Aya, are both really good. Um, Priya Kansara as Ria, the um, the martial artist girl. It, it, it like in particular, she's fucking fantastic. I'd like to see her in other stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a working title production released through Universal, and it kind of just came and went. And I think sadly that's because the film's ambitions are maybe bigger and more and bigger and better than than its execution. But it's but it's all right. It's it's if you if you're up for it, it's worth a go on Sky Cinema. That's for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Society of the Snow. So Mark fell asleep. Um, we won't do the do a full review of this. Um, but I liked it. But it's a thanks. I hate it for me. Um, Bex, you watched the whole thing. I'm assuming. So what did you think? Yeah. So when you mentioned about watching this the other day, I was like, ugh. I'm not really vibing with this based on the uh, IMDb description. And then I was like, you, you, you said, oh, it's, um, it's about the same tragedy that Alive is about. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's quite a good film. And then did a bit of back reading, like not extensive back reading, don't get me wrong, but a bit of back reading off of, I'll be 100% off, honest, the imd uh the wikipedia page sorry um on the actual tragedy itself and i was like do you know what this could make a, a good movie mm. yes and alive is a good movie so i'll 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 give it a go um and honestly got more out of the t- 20 minutes maybe i spent reading the wikipedia page than i did off the movie to be honest, I think it's taken what is a, you know, obviously it has to be handled respectfully, but it could be a really good dramatisation of a really interesting, tragic, but interesting situation that took place and just really just skimmed the surface for me. Like, I think it, it just didn't give much me and then there's things that are objectively true that happened as part of it that are done differently in the movie and it's like well narratively that's more interesting the way it really happened than the way that you've made it happen in the movie because i know with dramatizations obviously sometimes they make it more cinema friendly don't they more more dramatic than than what really happened to make it more to make it more cinematic but it's like they've made it less cinematic. 
like the bit with the rescue is 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 the uh, example that that springs to mind the bit with the rescue at the end in real life that had to be done in two stages with a helicopter that went on one day and took x amount of people out and then they had to go back the next day for the remainder of them cinematically that could have been quite interesting some of the rescuers yeah. stayed behind to allow more of the people that needed rescuing to go back with the first wave but in the movie they just sent two helicopters and it's just like well, okay well, clearly you just want to end it at this point yeah I, I think by that time it's kind of more interested in the idea of um, you know it, it's kind of like there's celebratory music playing I mean Michael Giacchino did the score for this and it's got his almost like patented piano and strings make you feel things even though it, uh, which did a number on me but it, it, it feels more kind of like celebratory at that time but then once they're all back like the whole thing's got this like really interest i, I, I mean i i liked it and obviously liked it more than you did mm. um i i think the, the the nature of like okay they're they're alive at the end of it but almost at like what cost to their souls mm. uh i i, I thought was quite interestingly handled at the end there where it's celebratory but then it's like you know they're the the the, the dead guy who voice he does the voiceovers like what's he saying like you know we're he, he's saying like they we're all dead they just got to go home yeah or something like that and it's like fucking hell yeah you know and i i, I like that in the film, there's quite a lot of build up to them deciding to eat the other, like the pa- the other passengers and whatnot. Mm. But and then through it, they're almost like it, it, they actually say like we, you know, we kind of forgot about the the problem we had with it after a while. And I like that they then kind of bring up the actually that shit's gonna fucking eat at you. Mm. No pun unintended. <laughs> you know. But, I thought what was quite good was like obviously the um, the two brothers that were essentially doing the the butchering I guess yeah were sure. doing it out of sight of everybody else up until mm. the um, the avalanche and the bit where he's commenting like that they'd done really well at making it just meet up until yeah. this point and now it can't be because it's right there we don't have to think about the life in their eyes yeah. yeah. I thought that was that was quite good. Like, don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it. It's just I think given such a rich source, I, I don't think they did with it what it deserved. It this and this is the thing. I I think it's more interested in the kind of like the sheer the, the like not the lack of humanity, but like the 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 way that is gonna like corrode your soul. Mm more than it is the machi- like the machinations of the what actually happened yeah, yeah. and i you know i'm not necessarily saying that i i prefer that um it just i thought i thought it was quite impactful and like i'll never watch it again i i found it profoundly upsetting mm. um you know the the crash is fucking bonkers as well like i never thought of like just like something powerful hitting you from behind, and then the seats just yeah. all fucking yeah. collapsing into each that other. Bit, and that was just yeah. <laughs> when you did that, I was like, of course, yeah. And you, you 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 wouldn't think of it, but it shows you there. You're like, well, of course, yeah, that would happen. Mm. 
But when I was reading about it, it was saying that not not a single person that suffered from compound fractures during the crash, so like a skin split fracture, basically, yeah. survived. Not 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 any of them. Not a single person yeah. that didn't eat human flesh survived either. Obviously, I mean that makes sense. But like it's. Well, some of them choose not to. Yeah, yeah. Some of them just chose to starve. One thing I will say is Nolan must never watch this film. No. Oh, I've already... I've, yeah, I WhatsApped him yesterday and said never, ever, ever watch it. Mm. But yeah, it, it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's good. It just... It just felt a little bit surface level. That's... I don't think you ever yeah. really get to know the people enough to really go through it with them. Does that make sense? It, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, because when it's putting their names up on screen as they die, like, their names and their age, it is a bit like, uh, may- maybe I could tell you who two or three of them were. Yeah. But, yeah, that 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 will be about it. Um, you know, and obviously, like, the guy who narrates it, and, like, the fact that he dies, <laughs> and he basically, like, the last act of the film is him talking from beyond the grave, I mm. thought was was an effective choice i I don't know yeah it's as a retelling of that tragedy it may maybe it's not the one but as a i don't know just like some real dark night of the soul shit i i I thought it had impact yeah and i i can see why i can see why a netflix audience are like liking this because it's gnarly and you know, it's kind of adjacent to like the true crime kind of stuff that does well on Netflix. Mm. Um, but I, 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 there's some soul to it as well. But I, I, I think J.A. Biona usually has soul to his films. Maybe like Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom accepted. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's got a bit of towards the end of it. I mean, that's got that bit where that fucking that poor dinosaur is yeah. like making a noise as the fucking it gets enveloped by the volcano. Yeah, that's it, there's there's some shit in that. I about oh that god, that's, that's a fucking image as well. Yeah, yeah. that's horrific. Not like that. Uh, he's he, he's a filmmaker. Is J. A. Burr, oh, yeah. Yeah? Fair, you know fair fucking play to the dude but yeah no i i liked it like you know i can absolutely see see how mileage may vary Mm. and it's a thanks it's a thanks i hate it slash definitely not shit but primarily it's a thanks i hate it because after talking about it now i don't really ever want to think about it again (laughs) i think if it was a standalone thing it would be lacking as a companion piece to pre-existing media that there is which you know there there's so much other stuff about this tragedy that it can't just retread the same steps. So I can see why they've gone in a different direction with it. Um, it's for me, it's been done better elsewhere. Hmm. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Uh, Twitter questions. Well, your audience poll on um, Society oh, of yep. Snow was um, was definitely not shit. Ninety two percent and touching cloth eight percent. Fair play. Yeah. So people people did like it. Mm. Uh, we do have questions though. Rick Kidd says, "Happy New Year, folks. What are your most anticipated twenty twenty four movies?" June two. Wasn't that your most anticipated twenty twenty three movie, Fuck Rebecca? It was, yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad shout though. It's not a bad shout actually. I, I'm trying to think of what's uh, out in twenty twenty four. 
I'm looking forward to the full guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, actually, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a laugh, that. Uh, that's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to uh, Joker. Oh, yeah, Joker Follow I do. Saw 11. Yeah. Deadpool 3. I actually meant that kind of like half serious. Like, Saw X was. Yeah. Was all right. Um, I like if they're going in that kind of direction now. I'm interested in that. Yep. Uh, um, Furiosa. I know you guys are both looking forward to that challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a new Bad Boys movie out this year. Okay. <laughs> apparently, there is. Uh, hmm. That Horizon, the uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, the Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner doing a, a Western that he is self-financing and filming on his own land. Nice. With with two of them released within six weeks of each yeah. other. B- fucking baller move, that is. Yep. I hope it pays off. I just think it will. Um, the, I'm, I'm interested, kind of, even though also pre-revolted by what Fede Alvarez can do with Alien, with Alien Romulus. Yeah. Can I have the boy in the heron sing as it's not had a wide release yet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For sure. I'm trying to think of what else there is. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's about it. Um, John Krasinski's Imaginary Friends. No. <laughs> Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, Robert Eggers doing um, Nosferatu. Oh, Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. Good shout. That could be. That's a good shout. That could be. That could be good. What with the fact that um, William Defoe has come out and said this is bonkers. <laughs> mm. Oh, I gotta say, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes and Furiosa both having the same opening day at the moment is fucking mad, and someone needs to move. Is it? That's that's a. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to move also because that they come out on the Friday and then the Saturday we're driving to Heathrow before um, or Gatwick before going to Italy. So I need one of them to move so I can see both, both of them. Yeah. Oh, I've just looked at Nusferatu's scheduled release date is... Isn't it Christmas? Christmas day. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Fair play, Robert Eggers. That's some fucking balls, is that? Yeah. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, are you movie mad? Um, what makes the perfect January horror film? Uh, Paul that eats people. Uh, Paul, yeah. Bex is just shouting from the uh, <laughs> from the, the room, the, the swimming pool. Um, it, I just, I think it has to be not too gnarly. Um, and just... Uh, just Quite a, a bit of fun, but not comedy horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Ninety minutes. Yeah, it's got a couple of people in it that you're like, huh? Them, like Alison Williams in Megan. Yeah, like good to see her there. You know, um, and maybe like an off kilter premise. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a robot that dance kills people, a pool that eats people. You know, that's the kind of stuff that we're looking for the first week of January. Yeah, yeah. Real, real low concept stuff. (laughs) Mm. Um, Right, next question. 
Becky is back in the room. Uh, Dylan Blacklanton says, I miss really poorly produced adverts for local carpet shops before trailers. <laughs> back when trailers were um, being in a solid, uh, uninterrupted block and not mixed in with adverts. What would you like to bring back in the cinema experience? Ice cream lady coming out before the film starts. Oh, yeah. Them having a mini arcade in them. Like a Pearl and Dean kind of vibe. Front runner kind of thing. What? It's just like real, like, just feels really cinema-y. Like, I, 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 from our point of view, I think the, the cinema experience when we go to Parkway, yeah. for example, is very different from our Cineworld experience. But the cinema hall is perfectly fine. I'll, I'll give it credit for it. I, I just would love to see less... Cineworld adverts. Adverts for Cineworld whilst in a Cineworld about to watch a movie having paid my money to be in a Cineworld. Like, yeah. I don't need all that. And they need to stop welcoming us back. Yeah. Welcome Are back. they still welcoming yeah. you back? Welcoming Brilliant. You. Well done, Cineworld. Whereas, like, in... in um, in the parkway, you've got that. Um, oh, is it the Dolby advert where it's got all the boing, uh, balls boinging? Yeah, it's a, I love that. Yeah, and like the old Pearl and Dean um, kind of um, precursor as well. And like I love the fact that in, in the fact that it, it, has an, oh, it, it has a clicker thing. Yeah, and 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 in the in the parkway, it's it's got like this big like like movie um, tape scroll thing, and then it's like. Welcome Beverly. Not welcome to Beverly. Welcome Beverly. Like it's just welcome Beverly. Yeah, it's not. It, it, it's it, it gets in and gets its shit done. It does, and it's just very, and it feels like. It just feels more like day outy, somehow. Yeah. It makes it feel like an event being there, whereas I think going to a multiplex is very like, right? You fucking, you fucking proletariat scum. Watch your fucking movie, but you'll watch our fucking adverts first. Like it treats you very much like it's a it's content that you as a consumer are there to you watch. You are a that customer. Content. Yes, yeah. I, I want more standees rather than a guest. Yeah, standees are good. I want more standees. Mm. More Andre Ryu. More Andre Ryu, of course. Yeah. More Andre Ryu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that 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 was it for questions. Good questions this week. Mm. Good questions every week, but nice. good questions this week. Thanks, guys. Yeah. What we covering next week, Ian? Oh, woof. Okay, so um, at time of speaking, anyway, because we're you know we're trying to record on Sundays at the moment, and yeah, so it's only like a couple of days after films come out. So, uh, poor things. Yep. Yay. Uh, the Beekeeper. Yep. And uh, F. Gary Gray's new Kevin Hart starring action film Lift is on Netflix. When's that on Netflix? I think from? it's called Lift. I think it's on from Friday. Friday, yeah, get those watching. So, you know that might, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm hoping I can get to them all. I'm dearly, dearly hoping I can get to them all. Yeah, we might be we might be aided uh, by uh, the fact that that's got a so the beekeeper comes out on fr- on Friday, but has mm. an unlimited screening on Thursday. <laughs> nice. Poor things has got limited. advanced screenings this week as well. I yeah, think. Yeah, as yeah. Well, I think it's got the bad screen, I think, on Wednesday, th- Tuesday. That's the thing. It's like, I could do that, but then I think Mubi Go, which I just got, I think that's going to, Poor Things is going to be the free film on Mubi next week. Mm. And then if that's the case, then I, I, I like the, the Showcase are on Mubi Go now. So I can save myself a tenner. 
by just using that. So yeah, it's a bit. Oh uh, yeah, we're, it, like as like we say, it's kind of like at time of speaking, and then the week after show will be the twenty twenty three year in review show because I don't think anything comes out wide the 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 week after at least anything we've got much interest in. No, and yeah, is it is it one love the Bob Marley one? I don't want to watch. No, it. that's like the middle of February. Middle of February. Yeah. yeah, the the week after is all of us strangers. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that none of us think that's top 10 material a week after we do the review show <laughs> um, but yeah that's it I just remembered I'm hosting um, so uh, thanks very much for listening folks um, we will be back next week but until then I've been Ian she's been Becky he's been Mark and Jason Reitman's a twat night all <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.